mystery and horror, the air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make. Well, hello, all you monster fiends, and thank you for joining us for another deep dive, factoid-filled episode exploring Hollywood's most famous monsters. I am your master of ceremonies, Sam, and I am joined, as always, by Dan from Bleed and Marvelous. Say hello, Dan. Oh, yeah. Flip <gasps> <laughs> the script. Let's keep people on their toes. Oh, my gosh. Hi Dan. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. We'll go, should we, we'll go. We'll go down to your level. All right. All right. Yeah. Come down. You know, after our sadness speaking, that <laughs> I can't keep it up. <laughs> I couldn't keep it up. Oh, have we got an episode for you guys today? We are pulling one of the big guns out. One of the big hitters. It's probably is it the first one we've done. Big hitter. Probably, I've lost my. Would you say? Would you say? Would you say Pennywise is a big is a big hitter? Yeah, I'd say this is probably like the second big hitter. Third, because we did Chucky and Tiffany. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say this is the third one. Kind of. For how many episodes in? Nineteen. And this is the third big hitter. So yes, we are doing. The John Cena of the horror world, because he can <laughs> see his face. Who? <laughs> is, he? See, is he here? You can't see him. He's gone. Oh, it's so good to do. You could, you know how we did the whole jigsaw. You can do that with this as well. Let the face. So yeah, we're doing leather face today. Um, some gazer, yeah. Some guy, some guy with a skin face. Um, <laughs> so yes. Very, very excited for this one. Um, so I'll get the disclaimer out of the way with them. We will crack on. So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the comment section, the Discord or the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As Dan <laughs> likes to say, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Don't be that person. Don't be Leatherface. <laughs> do. Depending I mean, on your proclivities, it's not for me to I'm... tell you what to do. <laughs> We're just here to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Leatherface. Yeah. The lead and main antagonist in the 1970? 1974. I cannot read my own writing. In 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Toby Hooper. Who will survive and what will be left of them? What happened is true as we bring you Leatherface. Yes. So... <laughs> leather face um i have done my research very differently this week normally i sit and scribble down notes so i know my points i have just read and read a lot i have so yes i have read 
Um, and I do have some notes that are in front of me. So if you do see the screen light up my face and illuminate it, that's the reason why. <laughs> it's not that she's seeing the light and she's going to walk into it. It's fine, you know. Not yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, my hair sticking up all <laughs> over the place. It's been a day, people. So, yes, Leatherface, introduced in the 1974, yeah. just forgetting, <laughs> um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I have been thoroughly surprised at from my reading on this. I did not know Toby Hooper created this. Yes. I just thought he was brought on. When you look at Toby Hooper's track record, he is responsible for Chucky. Mm -hmm. He is responsible for Leatherface. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, when we were talking to Mike, Mike brought to everybody's attention about the whole, the fact that he was actually also asked to write a version of the thing. Mm -hmm. um, Toby's been in so many, he's had his fingers in so many pies. I mean, I, I haven't got the time to sit here and go, yeah, he's done this, that and the other. Because anybody who knows who he is would have a rough idea of what, you know, but one day, one day we will go through <laughs> we'll yeah. a list of Toby Hooper's acc accolades. <laughs> it's crazy how much that man is responsible for the characters that you now see that are yeah. so iconic on your TV screen. Yeah, and Leatherface is one of them, which just totally... And there's been... Actually, there's been quite a bit blow-my-mind moments reading through... Very have very more based with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre than the others that followed, yeah. um, which is what I was happy with because I have seen what I believe is all of them. Anything to do with Texas Chainsaw, I have what I have seen. Oh, oh. but have or you? have I? Oh, have I? Hmm. Um. There is 10 movies. I have not seen 10 movies. <laughs> there is 10 <laughs> films. And one of them, like I have been trying to burn my way through them since Monday because we were at show on Sunday. So mm -hmm. I was doing two a night up until what? today. So I've watched, I managed to get six or seven. I say six. I started to watch that piece of dog shit that's on Netflix and then remembered wow. why I didn't want to watch it and turned it straight off again. Oh. Um, so I did six and a half. But wow. Yeah, there is there is an unreleased movie that exists in the canon. Right. So it starts with, you've got Texas Chainsaw 1, 2, 3. Mm -hmm. Then you have The Next Generation, which is the Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger version, which I couldn't find to watch, which I was annoyed because I know I've seen it. I forgot all about them. I couldn't I couldn't watch that. So there was no, all right, all right, all right for me because. Mm. That is a thing find it. that exists. It is. Um, and they were the ones that re, they, they, fucked with it too much that episode uh, that that mm -hmm. that version because they changed them from the Sawyers to the Hewitts in that one and that's where the name changed but the fifth one was made fully made and directed by William Hooper which is Toby Hooper's son oh but never released never released it's it's sitting somewhere on a shelf it had Bill Mosley in it um mm. he didn't play Chop Top so it wasn't like that's a sequel, okay. but yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's that that's never been seen by anyone. There is a teaser trailer for it in existence, but there is no 
no one's ever seen the movie. It's it's never been released. But um, <laughs> see, this whole thing is blown my mind. I totally forgot all about the. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the majority of them. I have not because I have always wanted to see the Matthew McConaughey and Renée Zellweger one, and I have never had a chance to find it. I couldn't, for the love nor money, find it. I've looked in the deepest, darkest corners and was only finding Japanese dubbed ones. So I couldn't watch that one, but I know it's out there somewhere. Um, oh but that, that fifth one was called The All-American Massacre. And uh, Leatherface was going to come in to a totally different situation, but um, it was going to be more of a in-the-city kind of, like, you know, like yeah. Jason Does Manhattan, kind of very similar to that. Um, the fifth, sixth one was the remake with Jessica Biel in it. I remember that one. The seventh one was called The Beginning. It was Texas Chainsaw Massacre The I, Beginning. I think I've seen that. I think Netflix had that on years ago. I might be wrong. I'm sure I've, I'm sure me and Cam- Name the next one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that was also inv- uh, available in 3D, and that was the Alexandria Dar- oh. Dad- <laughs> Dario. <laughs> um the dark-haired girl, her brother was in Shadow Hunters. She's been in loads of stuff. She was, um, oh, for God's sake, the Rock's daughter in that one where everything got flooded. That movie, um, a disaster. Oh, movie. the disaster movie. Yeah, um, she was his daughter in that. Um, but yeah, she was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre three D, where she was a Sawyer. Uh, it turned out she'd been ripped from her mum's arms when they all got killed. Bill Mosley was her dad. Um, and then they showed the the people burning down the house and killing the family in that one. Um, and she inherited the house and all this sort of thing. So she inherited to have to look after Jed himself oh, in that one. Then there was Leatherface, which is the seen making that. of, which is the young kids. Yes, definitely seen that one. And then the most recent piece of dog shit that was on Netflix. <sighs> So God, 10 shall we, movies in total. Shall we just get that one out of the way with now? Hated it. Fucking hated that film so much. I had no expectation on it. And I'd heard before I'd even watched it how dog shit it was. But I still <laughs> fucking stupidly put it on. Because I thought, do you know what? Do you know what? I can find the good in yeah. anything. And I could not find the good in this. When I knew Sally was going to be in it, I was like, fuck Yes. Get in. We're going to have a Jamie Lee Curtis moment within the Texas Chainsaw Massacre world. This is fucking amazing. What a great... I- oh, she's she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> she died by chainsaw. Oh. She's dead. No, I just... It was... So, the, the the kids in it were so fucking annoying. Like, they, I just wanted hateful, them all to die. Hateful bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Whoever did the casting on that, I don't know if it was nepotism. Mm. Um that got these kids the parts but there is there is nothing remotely likable about any of those characters not even the the nasty um contractor guy that they got into an argument with in the in the the petrol station and i'm like everybody's hateful everyone's horrible like all die like seriously just get over with Let's get this chainsaw really... <laughs> out and let's start fucking wielding it around everywhere. I felt really sorry for the old lady from Silent Hill. Mm. You know, the, and and like I was like, she's probably the only person that was any redeeming factor in that entire movie. I was like, hey, Sally was great. But, but while what she was 
saw of her while she was on screen she was fucking fantastic i was like get in girl and then they killed her what a like i know i know people would have had a lot to say with the whole you know jamie lee curtis coming back for halloween and the the road that went down with that but who gives a shit go down that road fucking make the final girl just annihilate everyone like the the amount of hype they put into in that story that she became a texas ranger or whatever it was she was and she dedicated her life into um bringing down all these people and do you know what i mean it was like this backstory that you got from the guy in the petrol station mm-hmm. who was selling all the cheap shit yeah which, you know it'd be happening and be real but um they've made such a big thing about her and then that bit where they you see her she's slaughtering a pig i think um and her phone goes off and she's like washing her hands in the water and then she packs the car up because she's found out he's back you know he's back and it's like well he never went away so where this is what this is what i was thinking i'm like if you've gone to all this trouble to become this like absolute warrior because that's what you are with a shotgun why would you not take said shotgun and go back to the house why would you not do that this and take the, the fuckers all out they killed her off in canon between three and uh two and three if there is a a section oh. there is a thing in the movie law where sally died in an insane asylum between two and three the movies because they even mention it in number three that she died in an insane asylum and i'm like okay so we're supposed to believe she's still the same character from episode one mm-hmm. and she's in episode 10 and she died but it's okay because she's back again because suddenly she's fucking michael myers and she never fucking dies do you know what i mean it's like are we going hey. with sally being supernatural now <laughs> no but what we could have gone with is sally faked to death well sally faked it well we could have gone down that route if they oh, decided to do that it would have made more sense but it was never explained it was like it never happened so it's like ah, just it's just left such a bad taste in my mouth i thought the it's and i felt like this on the um the leather face one the aesthetic is beautiful the colors that they use the scenery that they use that is that is quite that for me that is kind of like what i want to see from this franchise but then you put everything else in it and i don't want to fucking see that there was a couple of scenes in the new one that are just fucking laughable for mm. any stretch of work. There's this bit that happened, and like I said, I turned it off halfway through last night, so I didn't get to the second one I'll say in a minute, but this first one, it's just where he pops his head up from the sunflower patch, and he's like, hello! Ooh. And he looks he's... like some sort of meerkat. And he... They use yeah, that for a fucking promotional poster, and <laughs> I think it is the poster, actually. I think that's what they use on Netflix, and he's just, whoop! Um, the mask is horrible. It's the mask not is the not best. good. No. no. Uh, do you know what? It actually makes the second one look all right. Uh, <laughs> at least there's some fucking. At least there's something about the second one. Whereas this, I just I didn't like. I, you can't beat the original. You cannot beat the original mask. But the thing was, there was three used in the original movie. There was three what? masks. Yeah. They said it was to do with the true upbringing of a southern lady or or like the way that jed would had seen um like grandma or mum bringing things up mm. so um he had his killing mask which is what he wore for obviously killing god that explain yeah i yeah 
and then he had his yeah and then he had his grandma one which was the one he did when he was slaughtering and preparing Mm -hmm. so he had a different one on for that and then obviously he had his face made up for when he sat and ate dinner and that's why he was in his suit and everything because he dressed for dinner so yeah because he's because he because he's a very misunderstood character he's a good little southern boy (laughs) he is but what you've got to remember from Leatherface is he is not he has been brought up in this world he has not decided upon himself that this is where his life is going he has literally been brought up in this world and he gets a lot of shit from his family he has a neuro um neuro 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 he has a an issue (laughs) he has an illness and that he's had since he was 12 years old and because of that he is you know disfigured the only one you see his face in out of all ten movies is uh the Jessica Beale one. Um Was he disfigured? Yes, that was the two thousand and three one. And uh when he took he took one of the faces off and he didn't have a nose, he didn't have eyelids, um, and I don't think he had lips. Mm. Um it was quick so you know you don't see it for very long but yeah uh, it's it's the only movie you ever see him without his mask on so yeah so he is he's and he gets a lot of shit from his family they are very mean to him he even has a moment in texas chainsaw where he cries a little cries yeah because he's very sad he's very sad boy um he has a lot to deal with these kids have come into his house and disturbed his life and he only knows how to react the way he does because of what he does and the family he has. Um, yeah, he's he is a quite a sympathetic character if you can get past the chainsaw. Choppy chop chop. Yeah. Yeah, choppy choppy stab stab. Um no, he doesn't stab anyone, does he? He, he has clunks. a hammer. Yeah. yeah, he clunks. Oh my god, do I fucking love that noise. Oh, I don't know if that makes me really sick, but I love that clunk. And then the because you hear you hear the pig squeal, and then you hear the his feet and his feet are like clunking all over the place because he's dying and ah oh, love it. And um, what I also found interesting about Texas Chainsaw, no music, yeah, only animal sounds, which yeah. I thought was genius for intensity. That's for the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the second one. <laughs> There's I music have to in say, that. That second one, though. I think I didn't hate it. I actually quite enjoyed I it. I don't hate it, and I don't because Bill Mosley's in it, of course. And then Chop Top is a fucking iconic character. Yeah, but it's the mask. I can't get. I can't it's under- here, down here. I think that's yes. got a lot to do with it. It's so right down here. I just I don't I don't have the same kind of emote that I do when I'm watching the first one to when I'm watching the and obviously clearly it's very different and it's very of its time, but you still have that kind of connection to the family. Yeah. Even though if you like or dislike them. <laughs> Granddad's but, always there and Yeah. Um I did learn a lot about Gunnar Hansen today. What a man. What a man. There's been uh one, two, three, four. There's been eight official 
Leatherfaces. Yeah. Because Andrew Baranowski played him twice. He played him in 2003 and 2006. Then you had the unreleased one, which was Buckethead, who was some musician that I've never heard of in my life, but apparently he played him. Did he? Yeah. I don't know, I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a skinny little thing. Um, he's leather face in the unreleased one. I was reading somewhere about Kane Hodder is stood yeah. in for three. three, that was it. I I was it was a very long article and to get to the point it was taking its time. Um yeah. but yeah, it was saying how Kane Hodder had stood in. He wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But he's it, he he stood in for it. It was uh R uh, I can never say this R. A. Millerhoff or um he was the third um leatherface and something happened on the set and he because he, he was a professional wrestler he oh. he wasn't a stunt man and he wasn't getting the stunt and kane had to do the stunt because he couldn't get the stunt he, he didn't understand how to do it properly so kane stepped in and did it so technically kane's been jason and Leatherface. And Leatherface. Um, but yeah, this just going through Gunnar Hansen's like experience on the movie and how much like he took a lot of pride in his Leatherface. Um, to the point where he was actually asked to return before he sadly passed mm-hmm. away. And because he got a cameo, he went, No, I'll play the guy, but I'm not no. Yeah. You don't you don't put me in cameos. <laughs> Because he, he did end up agreeing. That was in the 2003 yeah. um, one. Yeah. That they asked him to do the truck driver cameo. And he said, no, I'm not. No. Get fucked. I'm, I'm Leatherface or I'm nothing. Yeah. But then it was the 2013 he had the cameo in in the end. He did. Um, he did do one of them. But there was one yeah. he absolutely point blank refused to do. Because yeah. in his head, because he's, he's I, I didn't know this. And I am actually going to purchase it. He hasn't wrote a book. Mm-hmm. on his whole Leatherface experience. Um, some things that popped up when I was going through having a look at his book, the relationship he had between him and oh, the brother, the, the the hitchhiker, I can't think of his name at the top Ed, of my head. Ed Neal. Yes. The relationship Ed he Neil, had with him. Ed Neal, yeah. Was it him? It was one of them. The and he, dude. He didn't get on very well with them didn't like him and it wasn't until years later when he met him again he realized he was in character the whole time because he yeah. thought he was he thought it was an asshole and he was like i just don't like this person completely and then when they met up years later he was like oh my god you're very different he was like yeah i was in character and they were they were good friends until the day he died because ed neil used to do this thing where um he'd go and watch screenings of mm-hmm. the movie and um He'd wait until he'd been on a little bit and started to give the people cause for concern, you know, when he's like slashing his hand open and taking oh. photos and all that. Yeah. Um, and then he'd, what he'd do is he'd find this, the most like freaked out people in the in the cinema and he'd tap them on the shoulder and <laughs> smile at them and they turn around. Um, and he said, That'd I used to get something. such a kick out of that. He said, it used to just make me so happy because it meant I'd done my job. Yeah. If my yeah. face was causing that much of a reaction from them watching the movie to them turning around at me and being so scared that they were prepared to run out of the cinema, so it was just it was brilliant. I always love the table scene. It's one of my favourite scenes with Sally in the chair. Fucking love yeah. it. But another one is when they're in the car. 
really can't get away with a guy in the wheelchair. Franklin can get fucked. I hate Franklin. Him. Can, I hate oh him. my god, he was so fu- He is on par of annoyance with the kid from the Babadook. Like that's <laughs> how annoyed I was when I watched it. Um, obviously I had not seen the Babadook at that point, but that's the feeling I get every time I see Franklin. I just he annoys the shit out of us. Yeah. But I do love the scene where he, he laughs and the camera like kind of is so close on his face and like oh, I just I think that's absolute perfect. I love that in, interaction with them, but I love the table scene. The table scene is one of my favorites, especially with the thing. Twenty-seven oh. hours to film. Yeah, um, was it because Grandpa would not take his makeup off? It was uh, something to do with that. He turned around and said, the guy that played him for the first one said, I am not going to get put back in this again. Uh-huh. We get it all sorted or we don't do it. I'm I'm gone. Yeah. And on top of that, they had malfunctions with, you know, when, like you say, with the finger bit, <laughs> the, the blood gun, there's like a pump that you, was on the knife mm-hmm. that was supposed to put, because it was 115 degrees in Texas, yeah. it kept clotting, the, the, the fake blood kept clotting, so they couldn't get the cut. <laughs> so as the story goes, Gunnar lost his shit, grabbed a hand, grabbed a knife and slashed Sally's real hand. It's real. And, and yeah. stuck it in the mouth. And and it was just like, wow, she wasn't psychologically done at that point. I, I think I would be very much pushed over the edge by that. So Yeah. It sounds like Gunnar did not have a great experience on this. Because I'm just reading here in an iconic scene with Gunnar Hansen, he swings the chainsaw in frustration because Sally gets away. Hansen was directed to look frustrated. He knew stomping his feet anger would not suffice. He changed it to swinging his chainsaw because he wanted to scare the director, Toby Hooper, as payback for him for the way he treated him during the casting of the film. And, but he actually ended up cutting his leg. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the chainsaw was real, by the way, people, if you if yeah. you weren't aware. The chainsaw that they used at the end of the scene where he's fucking wielding it around is a real chainsaw. Uh, so I've yeah. heard so many different people with different stories as to how the inspiration Toby got for so um Leatherface. This is really interesting because I thought I knew. Um everyone, if you ask anyone the inspiration behind Leatherface, Ed Gein. Yeah. It's a, that's where it comes. But there's more to it. There's much more to it. And this is what I've learned today. I'm going to pull the page up of the person I've got the inspiration on. What what do you what do you know, Dan? Well, I've been told that uh well, I've been told. I've been I found that um Toby was really good friends with the doctor. Mm-hmm. And the doctor told him a story about when he was at college. The doctor was at like medical school. Yeah. And um how him and his friends broke into the mortuary, found a cadaver, skinned the cadaver and Whoa. wore the skin for a Halloween costume. Now it sounds far too far fetched. <laughs> it sounds far too far fetched for it to be true. Um it sounds like he's made it up just because it sounds better. Um and because the other way the other version I heard was so simple, it seems to be more like the real mm-hmm. inspiration, which was he was Christmas shopping. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the Christmas shopping one. I've heard that one. He lost his shit because there were so many people everywhere and he was in this department store and he just glanced over to the hardware section and saw all the chainsaws on the side and he just thought to himself, what if I grabbed a chainsaw and just cleared a path? And so what he if? went home. Yeah. So then he went home because the idea stuck with him and he just but 
and to paper. Yeah. Ed, Ed Gein is a part of it. Yeah. Um, but also Elmer Wayne Henley, a name I have never heard of no. until right now. He is an American serial killer incarcerated in Durham in Durham absolutely not <laughs> Texas Department of Criminal Justice he is a prolific serial killer abducting teenage boys and young men oh, and lovely. I'm not going to go into his crime details because it is fucking very convoluted and um, I love the fact that his conviction murder with malice six <laughs> murder with malice <laughs> can you not can you murder someone else in another way um... murder with happiness Kill him with kindness, but uh, I'm not sure how that really yeah. works. So there, there's a there is a serial killer attached, and if you are interested, go and look up the name Elmer Wayne Henley. Um, so he was another inspiration behind the creation of Leatherface, along with Mister Gein, yeah. and and his um and his dressmaking abilities. Well, did you know that the uh, the house, the farmer? Excuse me. The farmhouse from the first movie was is now a restaurant and hotel. Yes, that I you can did. visit. Yes, I, I was did. like, I really want to go there. Now. I will reference where I got this from. What culture? Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I read that earlier today, and I went, I want to go very badly. Um, there was something else I read as well in the what culture what culture article, and it really struck. It really stuck with us. Um, that they class it, and many others do, as one of the greatest Vietnam War movies that was never made. And I loved. I, I, it took us. It took me three reads to understand what they meant by that, and it's all to do with where America was at the time. Yeah. Um, Vietnam War, Watergate scandal. The kids represent the the way of America and the family are the shitstorm. That's I, I think I read that right, but it did say it was one of the, it, they would class it as one of the greatest Vietnam movies that is not directly about the yeah. Vietnam War. I heard something uh, about Vietnam, but I didn't, I didn't go into it. So um, I have, I have, I have it right here somewhere. Yeah, it 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 really. It, I did have to read it a fair few times to like try and understand what it actually meant. Um, I hate the fact that they do this whole next thing on their article thing. That is just really fucking irritating. My computer's having an absolute meltdown because I'm asking it to do something. Hang on, it's coming up. Um, oh my god, there we go. When someone asks you what is your favorite Vietnam War movie. Chances is you'll never answer Apocalypse Now, but you'll answer Apocalypse Now, Platoon, and Born on the 4th of July. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an equ equally viable response. Toby Hooper, and to <laughs> Toby Hooper intended the movie to be an allegory, 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 yeah, allegory for the conflict and created Leatherface as a personification. I can say this word personification of what is perceived to be an overall decline in humanity in the 1970s. That's very the movie, deep, isn't it? Yeah, the movie was filmed in a forbidden shadow of events like Vietnam and Watergate scandal, and the teens who were slaughtered by Leatherface represented the youngsters who lost their lives in the war, and the visual horrors on shore throughout represent the atrocities committed during the conflict. 
Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw arrived at a time of social turmoil and institutional instability, and there is much as much a response to these are the metaphors for them. So in a way, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the most important Vietnam movies ever made. If you understand subtext. Yes. If you really want to look that deep into it, <laughs> yeah. then yes. Um, I did not look that deep into it when I was watching it. I do remember getting this for the first time because this was a movie that was not available. Am I right? For a very long time? It got banned in the UK, I think. It got banned. Um, because of the opening scene where they tied the two corpses to the graveyard to the tombstone. That's why it got banned? Uh, well, part of. Um, but the problem with that movie was that Toby Hooper wanted it to be a PG-rated. PG. Yeah. How if the you... hell was he planning on achieving that? <laughs> if Hence the reason why there's not a lot of blood in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you listen to the episode of the thing and heard the pitch that Toby Hooper had for the thing, you will understand his <laughs> process of how he tried to make this PG friendly. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, um, it was. I, I no, can't Toby. see no, I can't see that now that we've seen it. But I do remember when it when it was available, and I think it was like an anniversary special on a steel disc back when Music Zone was a thing. And they had it on for like a quid. Like it was not like <laughs> it was so cheap. Um, and it, I remember buying it and being so excited about watching it. And I didn't get it at first. It took me honestly, Texas Chainsaw took me a long time to actually get the significance and brilliance of the film yeah. because I was just watching for shapes and colors. Like I'm not, I wasn't looking at what I was meant to be. Um until I was a bit older and I watched it again, I went, do you know what? This is a fucking masterpiece. Well, when you watch it, you can see so many movies that have come out of it, especially mm -hmm. watching as many as I did over the last couple of days, like number two, more so than any. I know full well, Rob Zombie took one look at two and went, right, that's my entire, full, like my entire layout of Devil's Rejects and the House that's of Thousand Corpses. Corpses. Yeah. And I just, he just went, yeah, but if you watch it, it's sort of a rip-off. <sighs> it is sort of a rip-off, House of a Thousand Corpses, of that, not just because Bill's in it, but also, like, what Bill does in it. Um, <sighs> um, Bill has actually been in three of the movies, Leatherface movies. He was in I feel like two. I knew that. I... I listened to a great podcast called Tales from the Boo Crew. Really lovely people. I spoke to them personally just through message and Instagram lives. And like they are the they are such a great podcast and they get some amazing guests on. And Bill Mosley has done quite a few, and I'm sure I heard on there that. <laughs> yeah, he's done two because he was chopped up. Uh he did the All American Massacre, which was never released. And then he was in the Alexandra Daddario one, uh, 2013, I think it was one, where he played the dad Sawyer in that. Right. Um, so he's been in three Leatherface movies. So he's played a, a character in a Leatherface movie more than he's played Otis. That's a travesty. <laughs> so, Actually, it's on par now. Oh, no, it'll be on par because three came out and I hated yeah. three, so I always discount three. But um, I yeah. didn't hate it when I first watched it, but 
it's not devil's rejects and if you are lying if you are coming off the back if you're following a story this devil's rejects to that you need the next one to fucking be elevated so highly and yeah. it really wasn't because i do say devil's rejects is one of the best if not the best bit of work he has ever done Correct. no one gets wrong i fucking love house of a thousand corpses yeah. but for very different reasons yeah. um <laughs> fish boy but yeah oh. I, I, I house of a thousand corpses and um devil's rejects you can tell are both been heavily heavily influenced by his love for obviously leatherface many different mm -hmm. other things make their appearances but after watching these uh, in a succession quick succession as i have yeah you can see certain things that happen in these movies that you know i've watched rejects about a billion times oh, so yeah. i know you know you know the scene almost scene for scene now so it's yeah. like you see that happening and you're like that's familiar i can fall asleep to that film i'm so like <laughs> comfortable with it that i know every i know every inch of it um it is it's such a it's such a brilliant film but i get the influence the minute you said influence of house of a thousand corpses yeah. and texas chainsaw 2 the opening scene in not even the open anything to do with captain spaulding yeah i am getting texas chainsaw mask of two vibes <laughs> but then in saying that ken forey was in number three and ken forey was in uh, uh devil's rejects because he, he plays the, the the for lack of a better word the whorehouse owner didn't he you know um, yeah it's it's um <laughs> and it's he was captain also Spaulding's in brother <laughs> yeah he was also in Halloween. Um, he was yeah, the he guy was. That in, in Rob Zombie's Halloween. So, uh, and Ken Forey was Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Living Dead, fucking Dawn of the Dead. Of the, all the he deaths. says one of the all of the deads, all yeah. of the deads. But he wasn't Dawn of the Dead. He says one of the most iconic fucking lines that has ever come out of horror. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. <laughs> I fucking love that line. And um, Murder Dolls did a great song all around that whole line but he um brilliant. because the the coming off the back of ken forey he was the first black character to play lead at that time when that movie came out so he wow he had a, he had a huge like mm, that is I'm such a responsibility sure, yeah i mean i think it was that sounds i'm sure that's what was said at the time when i saw the interview um about it because obviously we covered tom savini and and the, mm -hmm. there was a lot spoken about um texas chainsaw too because tom did all the the um ss uh, the special effects work on texas chainsaw 2 um robert kersman and greg nicotero did all the work on number three which was with the one with ken forey in it and vigo mortensen i never say his surname right uh strider aragon aragon um he played one of the Sawyers in that. And have I you ever heard a guy with a weird Texas accent? Well, he's Danish. He's yeah, Danish. It's... And to his to his credit, um, I watched a movie with him not so long ago, The Green Oh no, the The, the Green the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The Green Book? Yeah. yeah, I think it's called that. The, yeah, the way he with, drives um, with that guy around and Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking amazing Italian Brooklyn accent. He re I thought it was absolutely brilliant. He was very unrecognizable. 
Um, I generally loved him in that movie. I generally loved the movie. Like, I didn't want it to fucking end. I was like, and what happens next? <laughs> well, when he was in it, it was in it was 1990, that movie. So it was 11 years before Lord of the Rings. So he had 11 years to work on a very nice English slash American but accent that he even could use in, better. Even in Lord of the Rings, you can still hear the slight Dane in him. It's the same with um, Nicola Costa Walder in Game of Thrones. He... You can still tell the Danish accent is still in there, but but if you're not trained, you think they're British. That's that's the thing. If you don't know he's Danish, you can't you can't hear it. But because I do know him and I have heard him and I've (laughs) (laughs) I've heard him talk normally, um, yes, you can tell. But he did he did a hell of a job on an English accent. Yeah, I mean, he was a surprise when you start looking at some of the cast that's been spread over the. The movies, I mean, again, we'll go to Renee Zellweger wow. and Matthew McConaughey. Wow. That, that that film itself gained a reputation for shitting on the entire I can, uh, legacy. I, yeah, I remember. I think this was where people said this is the end. <laughs> it was something. They this thought they the killed end. their careers, even though they were relatively brand new, the pair of them, because that came out in 94. Isn't isn't this like a thing with certain like Jennifer Aniston is in the Leprechaun? Yeah, with her old nose. Yes, Jennifer Jennifer's old nose. Yeah, <laughs> deviated septum, deviated septum. That's what she says in Friends, isn't it? I, I had my nose done for deviated septum, and it didn't fucking change that much. <laughs> <laughs> it does change. It does. I can vouch for that, but not to that level. Like mine did to a certain degree. <laughs> it's <Liar. yeah. laughs> I'm just looking up um, the Renee Zellweger one. Uh, it was called The Next Generation, which makes I can, you think of Star Trek, doesn't it? Yeah, I remember on Into the Darkness. I think that's covered it before, and. That, that's how I can pick. I can picture in my third eye Matthew McConaughey staring right at us. Um, he was so young. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a choice. It yeah. was absolutely a choice. What was it called? It was called the Return of the Chex- Texas Chainsaw. The Return. The Next <laughs> champ- Generation. Uh, and yeah, it was the Return of ninety five. And the worst thing was, it was written. By Kim Henkel oh, and gone. Toby Hooper. It was oh, written by both of two them. Seconds. <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> have, have they died? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. There? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! My Bluetooth disconnected. <laughs> I touched your phone again. No, I didn't. I didn't touch it at all. When did that do that? Oh, I was when I went to check the camera and if my headphones disconnected. It's a Bluetooth headset right. and I just, I absolutely hate it. At one point, it used it only just to connect to my phone. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Sorry about that. My apologies. My God. That, no, I, was, I was just saying that movie itself, which was hailed as one of the worst out of the whole 10, was written by Kim Henkel and Toby Hooper. and actually directed by Kim Henkel as well. So the two originators of the entire the entire franchise 
wrote the most dog shit version <laughs> apart from the brand spanking new thing oh, um, i am but looking yeah. i am looking at the leather face mask i am looking at the oh my yeah. good god it's not a mask actually it's a rubber mask it's not a put together the constructed piece of work it's a yeah. rubber face mask with a wig with lip red lipstick are you fucking kidding me it's bad that is so terrible i i i implore you people of the monsters up north chat google it yes it's <laughs> it's a sight to be held um, it is absolutely horrific um it got three stars as an audience review that's fucking generous that's and, it is generous wow yeah three stars <laughs> oh wow that is an absolute shit show yes that's that mask is absolutely awful um, um there's been so many little side things that have also happened with leatherface which you find with the iconic uh horror characters like he had his own comic book leatherface yes, in the did. 90s it was published by tops the guys who do the trading cards um, who my best friend works for <laughs> and uh they basically did uh, a three issue comic of Leatherface versus Jason. There was only three issues, but yeah, three issue mini series published yeah. by Tops Comics in the 90s, and um, which saw Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre crossover. Which, to be honest, let's fucking do it. Let's do just does Leatherface have a name? Jed Jebediah Jed. Jebediah. Jed. Why did I not know that? It's Jedediah Sawyer or Hewitt or whatever. No, depend... Sawyer. It's, it's Sawyer. Yeah, depending yeah. on what movie you watch. Um, but he also has featured in two video games. Yes. Uh, one of them was <laughs> back in 1983 and it was for the Atari 2600. Um, and it was so glitchy and so pixelated. You know, we're talking your proper little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it was a proper <laughs> cartridge in the top of the atari the oh, one sort the of, you know one of those jake would um, love that jake loves the retro games and then he was in the most recent mortal combat that was released and his weapons were the chainsaw and a sledgehammer or a yep. hand hammer i don't know Twen how he wields a hammer and his trademark chainsaw um <laughs> 2015, yeah, Leatherface yeah. is one of the guest characters in the 2015 fighting game Mortal Kombat X. Mortal Kombat! Yes, I did. I read that today. Um, again, thank you for my source. What culture? <laughs> Alice Cooper filmed uh, one of his music videos. Okay, we are, we are literally yeah. on the same fucking list here. Are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain why they're in the row on my on my yeah. thing then but yeah they um, must all right okay so can i even credit what culture now that everyone has the same list <laughs> I, I was gonna say i've seen so this is the issue you have when you research you come across so many top 10s top 20s top 15s yeah. and, and all... every single one is exactly the same so yeah it's all the same but yes yeah, see the alice cooper recorded um what was the song i did read uh, it earlier house of fire that's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Leatherface and his family would be proud, is what my <laughs> article says. <laughs> it 
it's it's quite intriguing like when you find out how the first movie was really filmed like it was all favors like you know with john carpenter and and, and halloween john, john okay yeah was paired for the opening narration with a joint yes which i thought was fantastic i think it's brilliant Um, i love that opening by the way but then he came back um after establishing himself as quite a well-known um actor at that point for the 20 2003 jessica bill remake and he Mm -hmm. was the one that did the voiceovers on that as well so but he got paid this time <laughs> more than a joint. So yeah, yes, he got he got that coin this time. Yeah, didn't want to get high, but yeah, it's um. Oh, what was I going to say? Right, I need to stop reading that. <laughs> Honestly, I've like I have I've read so much, but I, oh, I can't believe I'm I'm kicking myself because I forgot about the Matthew McConaughey. I honestly thought I was like you have seen what is out there for for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And clearly, it fucking hadn't. I have seen that film, but we are talking decades ago. We're talking somewhere in the 2000s. You know, that's how long ago it it was. If it wasn't for Into the Darkness, I would never have, have actually... Oh, actually, no, it wasn't. It can't have been Into the Darkness because they are just doing their promotion work because they're moving up the 90s yeah so they've done one to three in the 80s and now they're moving on to the 90s aren't they yeah so so it can't have been that it must have been something oddly in one of them and i don't know whether it was into the darkness two or three bill mosley does talk about the fact that there was going to be a sequel to two that didn't materialize which was chop top was going to become a dj in a nightclub yes uh, and I can't remember which one it, it is. Episode. Yeah. Um, again, it got shelved. Yeah. Again, if you have not seen the Into the Darkness documentaries, they are on Shudder. Uh, they are actually easily to get a hold of as well. Um, twelve they hours. Twelve. Yeah, twelve hours of absolute. It's like going down memory lane, and yeah. it's also it, it's. So, I love lists like this because it's. It, I, it, like, I get to see obscure movies or yep. even just movies that i've never heard of before um they're the absolutely one i was writing them down as they were coming up ones i hadn't seen and so yeah. i was going and watching them um but yeah there's yeah. a hell of a lot on there they are they are absolutely fascinating to watch and they are now moving on to the 90s i think it's going to be sublime yeah i mean the 80s was when i think horror was that it's most experimental like the late 70s into the 80s you had so much there that was you had your slashers your your gore you had your your body horror yeah there's so much that spanned that one decade 90s is where it took a dive in places so i want to see how they until about 96 when screen came out there was that period of time in between that things weren't really sitting right. No. So I want to see how they cover those years. Yeah, because they they complete it's it's horror to it. It's the horror genre to its essence, over exaggeration, and the slasher genre just got too much to the point where it was non-existent by the end of the eighties. Nobody yeah. was fucking interested in it. But it was the same in the seventies when you had a lot of um. 
I don't know how best to describe them, but they're actually some of my favorite horror movies to watch. Is kind of, they, it's it's devil worshiping in the seventies, kind of like very pagany. Um, right. There's a lot of movies that I've seen. Oh, there's one me and Anth watched, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but that was the seventies. Was more about the the worship side of horror, yeah. and what what are you willing to do in order to, you know. It's very midsummery, basically. And but back in the seventies, craft and like, yeah, um, I know what you mean. Like, uh, Dario Argento, Argento dealt with a lot of that in um, a lot of his movies. That whole uh, and Roman Polanski in Rosemary's Baby, the whole devil worshipy, yes, thing, uh-huh. you know, that was very that was very heavy in this in the seventies into the eighties. Satanic Panic came in the nineties. Um, there was more... one in the there was one in the seventies, eighties as well. Oh, I've because not, of, I'm, yeah, Anton I'm more... Oh fuck yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sex magic. No. <laughs> yeah. he knew what he was doing. Oh, Let's he did put it that way. And it did go into the nineties because he got um, <sighs> there, there, a lot of his stuff got carried through by his followers. But he was actually known for hanging around with Jane Mansfield, and he bought her into his little clique after a little while, Antoine LeVay. And, and Sammy Davis Jr. Um, yeah. and... He was responsible for f- quite a lot of strange b- friendships at the time. Yes. Jane Mansfield, um, anyone who talks about it will always say that she had absolutely nothing to do with the satanic side of it. He was just a friend. Um, Sammy Davis Jr.'s camp also said the exact same thing. Yeah. David Bowie. Also in there as well. And they're all um, dead. Have you noticed? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Jane Yeah, Jane Jane Mansfield. I mean Jane died fucking horrifically. Yeah, I've seen the car because uh in a You in, went to the Death Museum. I did, and I I've known I know we you shall know. not mention Scott. Um but yeah, I, I know of Scott. I've met Scott on a few occasions. Um, but he was so excited to show us his uh, collection. We got a sneak peek of the museum for free. So he brought us around and showed us Jane Mansfield's car. Um, and he explained to us about how they now call that the Mansfield bar. That you, when you're driving behind a lorry and there's that low bar. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. Underneath the, man- the yes. back bottom, it's called the Mansfield yeah. bar because it stops you from going under the back of the, yeah. the lorry in front. So, ah, that's right. as that was what happened to her and it decapitated her, but not she from didn't. the neck. It took, it took her a, top it, of her head off. It didn't. Took her well, head off. Right. He's a full of shit. He's he full of shit. Me, it yeah. took from there no. off. It has been absolutely verified. Right. All it did. All it did, all that happened was her wig came off. Right. Now, he was... Marish- this tell, I'll tell you something now. This is why this man drives me insane. He was showing me with a black light all the blood that was down the side of the car. Oh, my God. And so, you know, I mean, I've frozen again, haven't I? You have, but I'm still here. What is you, going on tonight? There we go. I don't we know. Have had, we have had technical difficulties before we came on. Let me forget... Oh my god! It doesn't it's like a, Scott. It's a it's a Satanist. Sorry about that. I'll I'll, I'll have a word with my mates, shall I? Oh my god! What have, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> oh, I just I, I sacrificed my firstborn. Oh hey, then that's why everything's broken. No, we have had some technical, and we don't even have like bad weather or anything, and we're still having some technical issues. Um, yeah, he's full of shit. 
he knows he is he's had it verified himself it was just her wig there is a few things I do like about Scott I will never get past the murder of Ilya um even though I I I, do you know what there's some part of us I sit there like 80% 80% of us is like, you're fucking sick. Like, you're absolutely yeah. exploiting people. And then, then the rest of us is like, but I really would like to fucking see it. It's so underwhelming. I have to say, having been in there three or four times now, it is underwhelming. You walk in and it's a lunchbox. And it could have belonged to anybody in the entire world, but it just so happened to, to be owned by... Scott. divine or charles manson charles manson or he has divine's door i know they're in the he back has, it's not even divine's house it's a hotel room that divine was staying in because oh my god we are so going off on a tangent here but i fucking <laughs> love it divine was ready to make mainstream yeah. not as divine but as i can't remember his real name i'm so sorry yeah. michaela will kill me for that because i am i am a big fan um but yeah, he was ready to make mainstream. He was yeah. going to go on to actual television as himself, yeah. and it was going to be huge. Hairspray and he died. was like his last foray into doing. Yeah, and he was gonna, he, yeah he was he was dropping the act divine. Yeah, and he was moving into act because he was a fucking phenomenal actor, and he died just before filming happened in a hotel room, and he has his fucking door. Honestly, I have some murderabilia myself, um, but it's just been weird things that have sort of fallen into my lap. It's not much, um, but it's it's. I have a uh, death mask of John Wayne Gacy. Um, I have a postcard that was signed by Charles Manson, um, and I have a few other weird little bits that got thrown in for free. So I've got letters from the day stalker um that was sent to a lady um yeah i've just got some very yeah, strange things it. i've just fucking seen it but i've got some other bits and pieces but and you're not you're not putting that on display for people you're not paying people no one to comes come in into your room. home yeah you're <laughs> not paying people to come in your home and look at these items that's just yours. But it's the same as if you go to Zach Bagans. I know I've said about him last week, oh. but Zach Bagans, in his museum, he has a whole room dedicated to Charles Manson. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, he has he has Ted Bundy's glasses. And, and his car. And, and bearing in mind, people, you are paying to go and see this. The only thing that interests me about that is the John Kevorkian. That is quite interesting, but only because I got to learn more about the person yeah. when I was watching programs about his house. Um, so Because I'd never heard of the name before, and I was like, oh, I, I now need to know. Why have you got this van? And if anybody hasn't heard of Kevorkian, he's basically the American shipman, but he yeah. just did it in a different way. Um, he goes you... down touring in a, in a little VW and yes but it's but it was it's so it's such a fucking gray area when it comes to it because there's people were saying he didn't do it for murder or pleasure it was because he was assisting so with that yeah 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 and it was it's such a gray fucking area true crime and some of the actual real monsters we might cover at some point we're still a bit So we don't know we don't know because yeah if if you would like us to let us know some of them yeah do 
let us know either mention on one of the posts on on facebook or any of the either social on, medias either on nerdy either nerdy or not or bleeding marvelous if or you are interested down here, down oh, here down there. watching i forgot about there there's a there it's right yeah, down there so who are we talking that might answer uh we're talking beth yeah will goodwill christopher chris lee lee oh uh, lee um paul paul joins paul. us yeah um and i'm just trying to think of all the people that might be in the comments at the moment they're the only ones that come into my head straight away so if i have forgotten you i do apologize <laughs> if you do join the chat it's you can literally just press the chat button underneath the video and you can have live chat we're in it nine times out of ten if i'm not in it sammy's in it if sammy's not in it paul's in it there's always some one of us in there somewhere yeah let us know so, we would be yes. interested because i would do it if people are interested in it yes. but if you're not then fine i'm we happy shall not to touch just... it with a shitty stick if no one wants us to we but will leave it you you know our episodes we are factoid filled so it would yes. be researched and it so would be respectful that's something i would absolutely would... i think we've Definitely. done really well in our true crime episodes to be as respectful as we possibly can these are very difficult subjects and true crime is not what it was a few years ago where it was it's very much it's very much in the in the um pop culture realm now and yeah, yeah it's it's much more talked about than what it was because it was kind of like a secret yeah you like true crime oh my god you like true crime i was reading true crime books from the age of about 10 or 11. you I know those magazine collectible things you yeah. could get yeah yeah i remember my first one was jack the river book fuck me did that absolutely change my life and um, mine was my mom had a book that she had in the she used to have this massive cabinet next to her bed and uh, she had a book in there and it was like a hundred murders that changed the world or something like that and this is back in the 80s you know me being an advanced reader i was i, I technically i'm supposed to be dyslexic but i was an advanced reader as a kid dyslexia so comes up, in all different forms i could pick up reading. and read anything right i was so lucky i could just pick up and read anything and i would soak everything up like a sponge Mm -hmm. and when my mum found out i've been reading this book she was like that's you shouldn't be reading it you're too young and tut, i was like tut, tut. i know what they're doing is wrong mum i don't think you know yeah i'm not going to conversation like i know i'm not going to go out there and kill something you know it's i'm not curious i'm not going to go outside and off five ladies ladies of the night like i'm not right i remember picking the, the first ever true crime book i ever read was a jack the ripper one it was i think it was either my dad because i'm sure my dad had a thing about jack the river or it was my mum's cousins um who were babysitting us and i can't read my dyslexia is reading and writing um and i obviously couldn't read it but i could look at the pictures and all the gory pictures because it had every single one of their autopsy pictures in there and i was like when i realized how i was not scared of that yeah I realised that this is the life for me. If we ever wanted to take a side podcast, yeah. I just thought of a fantastic name for it. Go on then. <laughs> I apologise in advance. Two dyslexics, one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? What will you get this week? <laughs> Do you know? Oh, it's God. so funny you say that because that is actually the name of my old youtube channel it's not two dyslexics it was two <laughs> girls and a cat <laughs> well you know two dyslexics. get what you get 
<laughs> one podcast oh have we got any more on leather fears to be honest it's been a difficult one given that not yeah i've not done me notes and i don't think i'll be doing this way again because it's not helped me in any shape or size but i have had a very strange couple of weeks i don't know if anyone knows this but i don't work full time i work part time so i have time to do things and I have not had said time because I have had to work full time and I, I just need to ask ask the people how do you do nine to five Monday to Friday and only have Saturday and Sunday off how do you do your lives because I've had to do it for two weeks and it has been fucking torture what is a life I mean my <laughs> last my last two weeks have consisted of five days of work saturday going in and getting tattooed by creature then uh so that was all day um mm -hmm. pretty much and then <laughs> sunday we went off to Sheffield. well saturday night we drove to sheffield to do popcorn oh that's right sunday. yeah uh, and then i was back at work on monday and here we are pre-recorded on thursday because yeah. magic Ooh. magic um, magic, magic. <laughs> and i've still got one more day to go and so Same i'm looking forward to saturday um but the chances are we'll probably go and see rob's mum in gloucester on saturday so well, I'm not going to go and see Rob's mum and Gloucester, but I am. You at can work if you tomorrow. want. <laughs> <laughs> let's all go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Rob's mum's. Um, I am at work tomorrow. It's Friday. I don't work Fridays. I don't work Fridays, <laughs> but I am work tomorrow. And then I'm off Saturday and Sunday. And last week I was ill. Um, thanks to what I thought was food poisoning. I don't think it was. I'm not too sure, but I was ill. And then I've had to work. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and this is not my week. This is not my days. So I, I'm very much all over the place. I don't think I'd be doing. I thought I would be trying to be funny and see if I, you know, if reading would, you know, lodge itself in we there. We have right? to try these things to see if they work we, or not. It's very true. That is very true. But we must appreciate your artwork on your arm. It's crispy. So I apologize, but yeah, it's he's. He's a bit, um, yeah, he's at that he point now. He is where... fucking phenomenal. If you all remember, we had Creature from the Black Tattoo. Yeah. I don't even think, I know we talked about your tattoos the other week. The last week? Last week? This week? Maybe. That yeah, week. He's, he's he did and... all of that arm and he did her most recent one. That when I, when I said he was one of UK's greatest tattoos, I am not fucking joking. His work is phenomenal. And even, I'm not just saying that because he's coming back on again. <laughs> but even pure horror, um, she even said to me the other day at Popcorn, she came up and she went, even I don't have that as a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and it, all he kept saying was, she's going to hate me for doing this. She's going to hate me because she wants this one. And I was like, but I've got it. I Sorry. love the fact that you, that it's not the Frank that we always talk about, no. but it is a Frank. <laughs> it's herman yeah because it's i grew herman. up on the monsters when i was younger it was like a safety net for me the monsters like a lot of people had yeah. the adams family i was more monsters. i was a monsters but monsters um because it, it, it was just <laughs> it reminded us because i love um bewitched and i dream a genie and it kind of fell into that wheelhouse of television so i really loved that style so the monsters i owned them all on dvd and they were like I think anthropotism for my 30th. Um, that was a long time. It was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I the monsters are my favourite. But you do have I some love... form of a Frank on you. 
Yeah, I love Fred Gwynn. Um, I always have done. Uh, it was sometimes it was just... death is better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, he was Jeb, and he was also the dad and the boy who could fly, which is a little known. Film I fucking don't remember that film. But... I do remember it, and it was it that no, it was my left foot used to terrify the life out of us. <laughs> Not the How boy. Can you get the boy fly? who could fly on my left foot? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they are very different. Very films, different. Films. Very different. Films. <laughs> really different. Yeah. But yeah, they used to used to freak us out. They used to scare us. Um, I love them. I love the. I I really do want the line. Sometimes death is better tattooed on us, just so I can constantly say it to people whenever they walk past it. Because I love doing the voice. Well, I love the fact that there is a a prequel coming out or as a tv show on paramount plus in october called pet cemetery bloodlines which yes. i'm really looking forward to yes so let's I... see how they fuck this up shall we <laughs> there's a lot coming out in horror this uh, we're heading into the spooky season we're heading into the big releases we've got saw coming out did you see the trailer i i don't know if i reposted it on tiktok but i definitely put it in the facebook group um totally killers no i am going to send you the trailer holy fucking shit balls it's a prime thing right it's got sabrina in from the sabrina the teenage witch not the melissa John oh, Hart. the, the new one. series girl yes it's got her yeah. in. she was in mad men she played oh, the yeah, daughter yeah. in mad men and um, her in it and it looks fucking hilarious but it's a proper 80s slasher right oh it looks it's like hot tub time machine but with 80 slasher movies yeah it's it's it's, right, it's okay. time travel in there but it's they actually in the trailer take the piss out of time travel right so it's i'll send you the trailer or it's yeah. on the facebook page for anyone else who wants to see it it looks absolutely phenomenal but do we have any more on the good old Leatherface before we wrap up i all i know is that the working title was uh head cheese of the first movie Shut it up. was called head cheese because Frank uh, Franklin goes on with the hitcher, the hitchhiker on that whole spiel about how they make head cheese um, and how that she would like it if she didn't know what it was and all that. So the working yeah. title for the first movie was Head Cheese. Um, Gamilio del Toro became a vegetarian after seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me hungry. I don't know what it that says about the... me, but you know. It is the biggest gross and independent film until Halloween in 1978. Yes. You got your I, figures? Yes, I nearly forgot. There's no eating in this one because all he does is eat. So, but um, yes. I took the gross of eight movies because there's 10 in total. Mm -hmm. Five uh, Number five wasn't released and number 10 was only released on Netflix. So I couldn't talk about budget yeah. or box office for either of those. But uh, so eight of the ten movies had a budget combined budget of fifty-two million, right? Over the eight movies, the that box office seemed like a lot. The box office takings over those eight movies came to two hundred ninety-three million, which meant that there was an overall profit at the box office of eight movies of Leatherface alone. Texas Chainsaw movies mm -hmm. of two hundred and forty-one million three hundred and forty-six thousand nine hundred and eighty pounds. 
And that's worldwide takings of the box office of every one of those eight movies. Is that good? Because that doesn't seem good to me. A quarter of a billion, I'd say, mm. isn't too bad. But right. bearing in mind, the movie is coming up for, where are we? Oh, I did not come here for math. 49 years old. Well, we have 50 years next year. 50 years next year. So, that is terrifying. But the biggest grossing movie of all of them was the Jessica Biel version. Of course that, it was. That literally at the box office took $107 million on its own. So Good golly, Miss Molly. Also, a quick quick one with that as well. Um, Lauren German played the hitchhiker in the Jessica Biel version who shoots herself in the van. Lauren German is also well known for uh, Lucifer. She plays Lucifer's girlfriend slash wife slash whatever we're calling her uh, in the TV show with Tom Ellis. She also was in Hostel um, and she oh. played... Yeah, so Lauren German's been in... Or Jermaine, I'm not sure how I'm saying her surname if we're giving it a little flair. But um, yeah, she played the hitcher in that movie. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, kill count. One. Yeah, I've got well, you go, one. Nope, you go and then we'll go to kill count. In the 2003 version uh, with Jessica Biel, Dolph Lundgren was offered the part. Yes, yes he was. Of, of Leatherface. He absolutely was. I read that because it was on the back of Gunnar Hansen saying absolutely fucking no. Dolph Lundgren did exactly the same. Yes. He said absolutely <laughs> no thank you. I'm going to stay at home with my family. Um, um expendables though sign me up <laughs> i tell you what though, i know what i'd rather do yeah um yeah choices choices um right we were talking about this before we came on because yeah. i did manage to write down the joke today i'm gonna say my figure and you can see yours yeah 85 Yes. Now, I have 85, but of those that was directly done by Leatherface's hands, it's only 31. Ah, 85 right. is the entire kill count across all the movies. So, in the tal in the we keep a we keep a score of all yeah. kill counts, he only gets his and not the overall. Yeah. Yeah, he so only gets his which puts him up there. He's higher than, say, Chucky. He's higher than The Thing. He's higher than... He is not higher than Saw. He's not, not higher, higher than Jigsaw. Than, no, Jigsaw Just... and... Um, and obviously, everybody's favourite, John Cena impersonator, the Invisible Man, still reigns supreme. Claude Rains is still reigning with at a kill the count. Yes, 120... Yeah, he is still up there with the highest kill count. All hail Claude Rains. <laughs> you know, the worst thing is man. that that was really good. And all this hand gesturing and everything that we've been doing tonight that's so visually great will not be appreciated by the people who listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> so if you want to come and see some great movements. Yes. And even so, look at our... See, look, look, our, yeah. don't get this on YouTube. <laughs> <Spotify>. <laughs> on iTunes and Spotify, you do not. So, yes, 
join us on youtube but yeah on the dark side on the dark side of the podcasting world i think we're done yeah. i'm done yeah. yeah i'm spent yeah i'm spent oh yeah you bet you fucking are after watching all them films jesus man i know when you messaged us the other night you were watching them i generally just thought you were like going through like one two and maybe the most recent one no i'm no, committed I... i'm committed to this podcast let me know i am in a very different way <laughs> i am <sighs> very committed to next week's episode yes i'm really looking forward to this one yes we are we are going away from the actual monster and we are going to a man behind the monster Ooh, who could it be who could it be I'll, I'll, I'll tell you it is <laughs> <laughs> we are doing one of probably the best villains in hollywood history we are doing gary oldman all hail gary oldman one of the best underrated character actors out there i will cover i there's not just like the monster side of things i want to talk about with gary oldman there's quite a bit because yeah. i there's certain um like his portrayal of winston churchill is some of the fucking greatest acting i have ever seen in my entire life and um, obviously we're going to go through all of his you know most iconic iconic roles and all of his monster roles especially the dracula role which fits in perfectly because we're a monster podcast <laughs> and hannibal obviously he was mason in the hannibal oh, movies so. still cannot see him in that role but yes he is he so, is very much so it's going to be an interesting one yes that i am very much looking forward to i always said to my mom she was like sam if you could marry anyone in the world who is it who you'd, who you'd marry and i was like gary oldman and I still stand by that statement, even though I yeah. am a happily married woman. And I'll give would. you a sneak peek of a little bit of useless facts I know about Gary Ullman. He was married to Uma Thurman. Yes, he was. Yes. And I still find this, to this day, one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. And even, it was annulled within a couple of weeks. Even more each weird. Other. Even <laughs> more weird than finding out his sister is little more in EastEnders. No, yes. Big more. <laughs> Mo, yeah. Big more. So that is a sneak peek of next week's episode of what you'll be able to expect. <laughs> Bonus features. That's what yes. that is. Well, thank you all for joining us on today's episode. It has been a blast. I've had such fun. It's been, it's, it's been, I, I can get this out of my head now. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. I like the, I don't get us wrong. I do like the fact that we kind of went off on a whim. No, we didn't really stick to the notes kind of thing. And I do like that aspect of it, but I do like to have things in front of us. I've realized I need that visual there. Otherwise, everything that's running through my head just kind of like it's going too fast to where I yeah. can't pick it out. So, yes, I will be back to notes next week. Yes. There <laughs> but will I, be have, lots I have enjoyed the freedom of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, for me, the Gary Oldman is going to be great because it's going to be finding out things about the movies that I've seen a thousand times. Yeah. Whereas this, there were so many movies I hadn't seen in so long that I had to backtrack and watch the movies to refresh my mind. Yeah. Um. So Leatherface is one character, whereas Gary's going to be about, well, yeah, a Looking lot. Plethora. So I shan't be watching all of his movies because I will not be moving the, off the sofa if that's the case. I tell you but... one I won't be watching. Dracula. Can't stand it. But we will find out all that next week. Um, you can find us on... I... 
<laughs> don't come for us by the way i i i have reasons you know <laughs> and you'll find them out next week if you join us next week yeah. um every monday on youtube it's 7 30 7 no seven. seven why is it se- why did i do that last sunday week well? you're doing the sunday show that's right sunday i do 7 30 <laughs> do you know this is my one two sunday tuesday today this is my third recording <laughs> So yes, You're my forgiven. brain is a my brain is a bit fried at the minute. Um, for all that you can find us on YouTube, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. We are also available on iTunes and Spotify. Please go and do the hearts and the likes and the review because anytime that you do that, it it changes the algorithm to where more monster fans can find us and listen and join in with our amazing monster community. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? And just just yeah yeah i just have a good time in it yeah. yeah have a good time oh you know also while you're having a good time if you want to go back over our back catalogue that would be Correct. you know yeah. absolutely fantastic we have some absolute classics in there so get yourself amongst you know the wolfman the invisible man pennywise these are the ones that i can remember the thing this is what happens when i do so many it's like if you ask me certain episodes which i've done on the the sunday one i cannot remember like when the it creature happened. predator xenomorphs yes. uh jigsaw 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 um yeah there's, there's been... a lot there is a lot we've done a bit Ch- chucky and tiffany the bride of frankenstein we we did take on Buckle. <laughs> yeah, that that <laughs> we that, did it. That was a challenge in itself. So just go and give that a heart because we yeah, deserve it for that. <laughs> ab- absolutely. Just just for the sheer fact that we did it, please do. Someone we, had to. Yeah, I have had so much fun tonight. I hope you guys have too. We love you a lot, and yeah, let's go. See you next week. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye.